to you all. It's Justin Dawson. It's the All Things Techie podcast. And I uh, hope you are all keeping well, keeping safe during this lockdown. And hopefully we're giving you loads of entertainment to listen to from the All Things Techie podcast. This, this is your first time listening to us. Welcome along. Um, we would love if you get involved by sending comments um, and also uh, subscribing to our program. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast store. And it really means a lot to us. And you can also follow us on Twitter, AB Tech Junkies as well. Now, under the spotlight is Kalo Lee, and he is episode 25 of the All Things Techie Podcast. Thanks for listening. The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Before we kick off, uh, Gil, um, I, I must ask, how's, how's the uh, homeschooling going? Or is, is your boys too young to worry about homeschooling yet? Uh, no, my oldest, uh, so he's in kindergarten, um, which is fine. And we do the homeschooling thing and it's, um, it's not bad. It's, uh, usually right around podcast time or, uh, um, you know, when I'm on zoom conference calls and all of a sudden it's like, they want to make noise and hang out here and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Who's this person on the other end of the line? You know, hello, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you got something to give me, you know? Yeah. 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 So starting off, how did you enter the world of audiovisual? Where did you study anything in college that led you to this path? No, not really. Um so I mean college-wise like it, AV was not even a thought. I was planning to uh, well I always wanted to join the military. My parents were like you're going to be a pilot, you know, if you're going to do anything. Um and so I went to Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Prescott, Arizona, and um, started my degree off in aviation. Um, it was called uh, Aeronautical Sciences. Um, and then 9-11 uh, happened, and I was just, I particularly didn't see the um, market coming back um, anytime soon, nor did I particularly care for that pilot life. Um, it, which is weird to a lot of people, but that was just not my thing. And uh, I couldn't switch to an engineering degree because I had a scholarship at the time for a non-technical degree and then um, ended up joining the Army instead, um, Saturn Air Force class that everybody said, uh, or the uh, professor said, no matter what you do in the service, everybody supports the boots on ground. So I switched over to the Army. Parents were pretty upset. Um, I had about a little over little under three months to um of leave to um before I ended up hopping on a plane to uh Iraq and that's when I started working for my dad for a little while he was like I need extra labor I was like cool and then the the guys I um I fell in love with their passion for AV and I was like there's got to be something about this this, thing. Was, this was while you were in Iraq no, 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 no. Um, before, so right before Iraq, um, I had some time to kill. So I had leave and then they're like, you can't take leave there. So do you want to take your leave early? I was like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do that. Um, and then uh, my dad was like, I got some extra time or some extra um, labor needs. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll make some extra money. Um, so your then, dad is in the audiovisual industry as well? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He owns a company in Hawaii. Okay. Um, and then uh, so yeah, it's um, I I thought it was interesting. There's a guy, um, Scott Nishihara. He was one of my mentors when it came to installing. Um, incredibly talented uh, installer technician, and I wanted to get to that level, but it, again, AV wasn't in my um, thought you know in my head yet as far as a career and then uh i met my wife or girlfriend then um and i was like oh maybe i'll try staying like in one place you know and so um just because if we were doing something serious uh the infantry life is not a life to necessarily so it was all her fault is what we could just end the conversation now that it was all your wife's fault for for now you say your your dad ran an AV company. Was it residential or was it more? Uh, uh, commercial. Yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's before I joined. Um, he was residential, and then uh, I think it was uh, about two. Can't remember if it was the nineties, ninety eight. That's right, ninety eight. He uh, got into um the commercial space. He just foresaw the the big box houses uh, coming up and was like, I don't want to compete against those guys. So he ended up um, just doing a commercial instead. Yeah. yeah. So did that lead you on to doing some study with, like, have you got, have you gone down your Epixa CTS? So I had my CTS. I actually just let it expire this past July, which I've been kicking myself ever since. Huge regret. Um, when all the courses are free now and you could have picked up ORU points all yeah. over the place. Well, it was, uh, you know, um, I've always used uh, manufacturer trainings as my, um, like, my renewal credits. Mm -hmm. Problem is, I, I'm not their uh, their client anymore. So, I was like, I'm asking for it. They're like, yeah, of course. And there's, like, no urgency. <laughs> so, yeah. June rolled around, July rolled around, and then August, and I was like, all right, it's it's gone. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, so, no, I, like, I, I, I think to myself, I... After getting the CTS, I said, I'm never going to let this lapse with all you points. Uh, even if I just have to sit in the webinars, I'll get yeah. the points up, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite role that you've had in AV then? I, I guess working for your dad is one thing, but like, you know, family relationships, work, working together can be tough, I, I can imagine. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's got its, uh, pluses and minuses the benefit is you know i mean I, I i had his ear you know which is nice mm -hmm. um but you know our particular family dynamic is um you know uh, just the kid always doesn't have enough experience and so i always you know i'd always ask and if i didn't get the support i'd figure out how to do it myself mm -hmm. and um you know and it's funny because for him it was always like we don't have the money for that. I was like, no, we don't need money. You just need time. You can either put in actual money or you can put in sweat equity. So um, a lot of things are made happen because of sweat equity. And, you know, it usually worked out. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, and so my my role that I wanted the most was uh, when I came back from Iraq, I was like, you know, I can actually use a lot of my organizational skills to, um you know, to run your, your tech department at the time, they weren't large enough. They didn't have a, a tech manager or anything. He kind of was the guy, you know, who oversaw everything. Mm -hmm. And then, um, 
yeah, took it over. We built a lot of standards. I got 80% of the techs um, CTS certified, including myself. And, you know, we made a lot of standards around, um, it was Infocom back then, but now Avixa um, around a lot of their um, best practices and it created a lot of standards and little manual and all that fun stuff. So um, that was my particular role that I was fondest of that I didn't get to finish. Um, I had a lot more I wanted to do. But then uh, the recession hit while I was away at Iraq. And uh, for Hawaii, it takes a couple of years to, for that to hit. Um, so we actually thought we were bulletproof. Um, come to find out, no, it's, it's coming. It's just delayed. And so um, they went through three sales managers. And I was like, again, same with the tech side. I didn't know sales, but I knew how to fix organizational problems. And that's when I took over the sales manager role and um, that was probably the most rewarding, um, just because I got to see it through to the end. But mm. it was uh, it was an interesting time. And then I found that my knack is not necessarily any particular technology or any particular skill set. It was just I like leadership and I like um, being able to positively influence people. And so that's kind of why I stuck in sales. Okay, and uh, you're still working. Is is, is that Brightside sign your dad's company, or are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. we, we'd be a lot richer. No, no. Um, yeah. Uh, so my wife is. Uh, she went back to um, active duty, um, and so she ended up uh, getting stationed here in San Diego. And then we were like, all right, uh, let's give that a shot, um, just because her uh, career. Um, path in Hawaii started to dry up a little bit and so um, and a lot of it had to do with politics you know it's funny because it's like how do you not get certain jobs like she was ranked like top one percent in the Pacific is for like all captains and everything it was crazy what? and then she ended up not getting a job and then it was like well, that's crazy is that right and um, you know and I could watch her soul die like a little every day as she worked in a certain position and you know I was like no like, you got to do something so then she put in for active duty and then we got San Diego and that's when um, I, I kind of did a year of a handoff to the now sales manager at um, my dad's company, the audiovisual company. And then uh, um, I moved over to Brightside on January of last year. So, so, so what's, what's the role involved in Brightside? sign now are you uh, regional sales manager um so i'm not in charge of people but um i still get to work with uh resellers and kind of influence them in a positive way as far as you know the right way to use their product um you know and that's one of the things that like in my particular approach you know i don't want people to sell it just to sell it and then it, if it's the wrong tool then people are gonna you know um bad mouth us so it's always you know i want to know what the project is and kind of get a little involved and you know, make sure that we're going down the right path. So, and then be able to hand it off to someone else to, to install. And yeah. yeah. And it's, um, you know, that's, that's the part that I kind of I, I miss a little bit is, you know, um, from manufacturer standpoint, you just get up to a point and you're like, ah, like I want to see the rest of this project and you yeah. know, you can't. So that's, yeah. I always ask this to all the people that I put under the spotlight in mm -hmm. visual. What was one moment where you went, oh, crap, everything is going wrong. How do I put this right? What, what, you always have one moment where the sweat beads absolutely pour. Usually it's live events, but yeah. 
I'm, I'm sure in your install days, you've had moments where you go, okay, I don't want to tell my dad about this moment in time. <laughs> so you can so my very know. first, my very first install was actually, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, we had a, we had a 40 something foot Stuart screen. Um, so not cheap, had to fly it to Hawaii. So that in itself was expensive, just the shipping and, um, you know, my my job was just to wire up the switch, and you know, um, we're gonna test it uh, once we got to the site, um, just because it's so it's so large. Um, so that particularly when we tested at the site, and you know, it went down just fine, and it went up, and it didn't stop. It rolled onto itself, like into the case, and there, oh, it was a loud. You know, you just bang, like, oh crap! I'm trying to stop this thing. It's not stopping the guy. You know, luckily, um, one of our lead techs was, you know, wisely at the um, power outlet and just yanked the, you know, yanked the plug. And I was like, Jesus! <laughs> Actually, the funniest part was when it happened. I, I hit the off. Nothing happened. And then my first instinct was get rid of it. And there was another <laughs> installer standing next to me who was just as clueless as I was. And I just threw it at him. He was like, what the? Like, I don't know. I can't do anything. And then uh, luckily, um, the Stuart guys were super cool. They flew down. They're like, yeah, it's uh, the limiter probably um, came loose during uh, transit. Uh, Hawaii has very terrible um uh shipping it, everything gets damaged that's just the way it is i apologize for the crying kids in the background i got no, 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 that, that's here. allowed we're allowed to do this during COVID 19 if you want to even bring your kids into the program you can always do so because yeah, yeah. Uh, like this this is the the jokey um topic that i think we have to do on the next all things techie is find out how much the innocence from the mouths of kids do they know what daddy and mommy do in audiovisual? Like, if 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 you you ask your son or daughter, well, your two sons rather, if you ask your two sons, uh, what does daddy do for work? What do you think they would turn around and say? I, I think he just thinks I'm on the computer all day. Um, he knows I travel. Games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he knows I travel, but I don't think it, that registers necessarily for him um i think i just go away and then he just kind of hangs out with mom for the rest of the time until i come back so yeah i think he just thinks i play on the computer all day <laughs> now with with your role currently like as regional sales manager do you are you on the road a lot yeah um usually about 50 percent of the time so every other week i'm traveling um i'm sure my boss wants me to travel more i found every other week's a good um tempo for me i get to plan and catch up one week and then I go out and try to drive business the next week and then just keep bouncing everything. And I think that's so important when you have a young family as well and working in audiovisual. Now I, I asked you the biggest mistake you did in audiovisual. What has been the biggest achievement for you? Well, the um, the biggest achievement is probably being able to be a piece of the pie that helped restructure um our company to get to you know basically grow it was uh they were at a 10 million dollar um uh roadblock uh for years and then the recession happened they dropped down to eight um people were freaking out um and then it was i, I told my dad i was like yeah that's uh you know let's do this thing and it was 
it was funny because he doesn't remember the conversation. So if you ask him, he'll be like, I don't remember. Um, yeah, but, no, that, no, that was my clever idea. I'm in charge, so it's my idea. Yeah, I'll take well, it was, it, well, what he asked me was, uh, he's like, you were in the service, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, what did you do again? I was like, oh, I was in the infantry. Like, that was like my role. And he was like, all right, what do you do if you're being attacked? You know, because I mean, basically his, uh, you know, manufacturers wanted to um, drop certain lines. Of, or they wanted to reduce some of our um, purchasing power. Um, customers were obviously not happy because we're trying to catch up and um, employees were starting to lose faith a little bit. And that's when, you know, I was like, well, I mean, you, you find a weakness because there's no weakness. Everybody's surrounding you and it's even all around and it just looks like you're going to die. <laughs> well, I'm not a fan of dying. So I'm going to pick a spot and I'm just going to go towards it. And if I survive, then I'm going to make that, obviously we created a weakness and then make that our foothold. And then that's where we're going to focus on our strong, positive, whatever it is that we're doing right. And then reconsolidate, reorganize and how do we capitalize on that? And that's exactly what we did. I mean, it, it sounds simpler than it is. The um, concept is there, but once you execute, yeah, there's there's a fog of war that you know is very tough to get through. But you know, in business, um, I found it was the most next exhilarating thing to actually being in combat. So yeah. now I have to ask the question that now that you've been in a family-run mm-hmm. vigil, uh, would you ever think of going out on your own and doing it? It's, again or are you enjoying where you are i enjoy working for people there's a financial piece that i watch my dad you know have to juggle with that i was just like no thank you i oh, enjoy yeah. having a paycheck okay. yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> especially when we talk about covid19 and the state yeah. the industry stay where you are guys yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no and it was tough i you know and um one of the reasons why we struggled was um you know, I mean, my dad still has employees who are for, with him for like 30 plus years. And it's, you know, I made a, uh, 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 essential list board and I was like, here's your employees here, you know, whatever went down the organizational chart, took all the names off and said, who's essential. And then we would go through and it was just, it was heartbreaking for him. And he still was like, I'm going to make it work. And I was like, no. So we only ended up getting rid of like three people. I was looking for in my head, you know, 40% of them. And they were just, you know, he held on to majority of them. We got through it. Um, and that was, you know, and he's all about the team. And that's what, you know, where his strength in leadership is, is he's, he's a like, example, team player guy. guy so my, my late dad was an electrician and maybe mm-hmm. that's where I got the technical end of teams and put yeah. on, putting on the techie hat. But now I'm talking about, he was running electrical uh, business since 1967, right up till he was over 50 years in business. But of course he was dealing with old transistor radios and equipment when everything started changing technically mm-hmm. in the past 20 to 25 years mm-hmm. did you have that feeling with your dad <laughs> was he was he able to embrace new technology as much he is so he's actually pretty um surprising he can grasp whatever he thinks is gonna make money like he's that's how he that's how he shifts um yeah, when uh, when HDMI became a thing, you know, it was like, hey, look, we got to learn this thing. There's this thing called HDCP. And he'd just be like, 
I don't get it. It's nonsense. And it wasn't. It will until... never catch on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want it to catch on. But, like, it's, it's a thing. Like, we're going to have to do this. And um, he fought it tooth and nail. And, uh, but, okay, anything that costs him money or anything that's going to make him money, that's what he catches. So, luckily, we ended up um, selling a large switcher. I think it was, like, a 48 by 48 matrix switcher. And it was supposed to have HDCP. I put in the order myself. And the manufacturer did not send one with HDCP um, keys on it. And so it was an extra 20 grand our cost um, to upgrade. So, And luckily, the manufacturer was like, no, you're right. We screwed up. This is what we sent you when this is what you wanted. And, you know, thank goodness they fixed it. And that's when he was like, that could have cost me 20 grand. It's like, what is this thing? And then so, you know, brought in some trainers and taught us about HDCP. And he was like, ah, that's stupid. But at least I know now. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, do you, have you been to ISE or are you just an infocom? Not ISE. That's one I've always wanted to go to. Um, And that's one thing that, you know, my dad has been against is because Hawaii is tough to travel out of, right? It's just expensive. And so, um he's very selective on what trips we were able to go to when I was here at bright sign, I had a chance to go to ISC. Um, it was like literally when I first started and I was just like, I, I would love to, but I just don't want that to be my first impression with the CEO there, you know, <laughs> me yeah. rambling about my lack of knowledge that I had for bright sign. Um, and I say lack of knowledge. I thought I knew then, but I know exactly what, happened was once I got my training I knew there was going to be a lot more information that I didn't have even as a reseller just Mm -hmm. because now I have one product line to focus on and so it you know I'm glad I didn't go that year but I'm bummed that I didn't go to ISC at all ever (laughs) will the opportunities become available again uh yeah I hope so it's uh I mean right now we're just hunkering down right but uh hopefully once things pick up again it gets offered yeah. On that note, you must have been. You, you say you haven't been to ISE. Infocom must be your thing. Have you been? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Have um, you? Been- I love it. It's uh, um, Infocom Vegas is my particular um, oh, flavor. Ask that question. Is, is <laughs> it Vegas or Florida? That was my next question. So yeah, what- yeah, yeah. And um, Vegas is only because I I enjoy gambling, and so <laughs> like, if I'm not out having fun and drinks with uh a fellow AV tweeps, then I'm going out to, you know, go gamble and get that fixed. Um, but as far as, uh, so I, I don't mind Florida. Florida's cool. Um, one of the reasons why I have short hair is I sweat a lot. <laughs> so Florida's a lot more humid than, uh, than Vegas. So and that's another reason why I enjoy Vegas a little bit more, but yeah. This is that's, what, that's what everyone keeps on telling me that you have to go to Vegas because you won't be able to manage the heat and the humidity in, in Florida. Now, to be quite honest, like I, I, I think Vegas has more interest and I've you know, just seen the lights and everything. I'm not into gambling myself. I probably yeah. like I probably end up like Homer Simpson if I if I went down the gambling route yeah, and like end up with the Vegas wife or something like that <laughs> coming up. Um, if you were to specialize in a certain area of audiovisual, now you've seen a bit of reselling and you've done installation if you if you were to say no i could spend the next 20 years in a certain area of audiovisual what would it be 
Um, it would be the control side, you know, learning whether it's the the basic scripting that they have in there, the um, learning at it from a, a HTML5 level, um, you know, all that fun stuff. I would say it's the programming side. I think that's where the magic happens. That's the part that even though people don't see it, if you program it well, you know, it's um, basically that's what kind of makes or breaks the user experience. I mean, you can design a system you know well and just do basic switching but if you can really um if you can make your panels intuitive if you can make it um do your 50 different things you needed to do in the correct order um to maximize efficiency you know it's it's that it's that experience of um someone touching and making it happen that i i believe makes makes or breaks the system so and are you a, a question or next one guy or neither you, might, um, you can say neither if you want yeah no it's i enjoy both systems um as a integrator in hawaii particularly um extron was our choice because extron had by far the best support um you know crestron was um great for new projects you say hey i got this great opportunity they're like heck yes let's do it um, once it's installed and you're like, Hey, this isn't working. It's like, call this number. And you're like, all right. So our programmer, that's going to cost you a fortune. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, which we, our programmers were solid. That was one thing that we have nailed down packed since we were isolated and we didn't have, you know, a lot of, uh, talent to choose to pull from. We focus on all our programmers being, you know, the, whatever master programmer, you know, I forget what the different ones were for all of them. We had them all from AMX to Extron to Crestron, um, some HTML guys. Yeah, it's it was, a, it was a big feat, but that was our focus is make sure that they were there because a lot of times you call these guys. So Extron was good because we call, um, you know, like we're pretty much friends at that point. You call um, my guy and my guy is going to either do something about it or get somebody on the phone first thing in the morning. Um, you know, versus like Crestron, we had to be within their certain block of hours because, you know, Hawaii is three hours behind California. So a lot of people are done with the day and you're like, all right. Okay. <laughs> now what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so if, if you were to have an, un, if, if, sorry, I'll start that question again. If you were to have a present for Father's Day or your birthday, and it's a tech toy and an unlimited budget, what would it be? Oh man! Honestly, I just it's uh it's not so much tech; it's just finishing up my truck. <laughs> I just want to finish <laughs> lifting my truck and get my uh, rooftop tent on there. Um, that's it. Um, that's my thing uh, right now. It's not, it's not, it's not one of these pimp my ride type of ideas where you No, no, no. It's, uh, so right now, um, you know, like, uh, overlanding is a big thing here in the States, uh, where basically you put a tent on top of your vehicle and you just drive to wherever you're trying to get to pop it open and you're done. So, yeah. That sounds cool. And I, it, the point is you guys have the weather for doing those type of things, you know? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what, with, with, on talking about COVID-19 conspiracies of like 5G that's it's it's all linked with 5G nonsense and yeah. um, one thing that I'm I'm confident of is that we are getting 
such great weather here in Ireland, just simply because no one's driving around, the air is clearer, and the sun is shining for the past two weeks. It's only rained once in the past two weeks here in Ireland. So long may it continue. If you were to give advice to someone new entering the industry, or even if your son turned around to you and said, Daddy, I want to join the audiovisual industry, would you let him? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd tell him get, um, get more options, set himself up, uh, for success with, uh, a, a proper degree in something, whether it's computer science or, um, uh, engineering or, you know, something along those lines. Um, it, it's just having a skill to focus on to me is, um, uh, what is that called? Um, it's a great foundation and it's a necessary foundation. And so even though I didn't get my engineering degree, I still have to take certain things like, you know, fluid dynamics and thermodynamics and all that fun stuff, um, which helped a ton. You know, I mean, granted my first job where I was the lead tech, I definitely over-engineered it. And people were like, why would you do that? <laughs> and I was like, well, I know it's it's right. I mean, calculations right wise. And they're like, well, just hold it up and level it and we're, we're done. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. That was... I over-engineered it, whatever. Um, but I had a foundation, and then there was one where um, it really came in the hat in the play. Um, we did uh, we had to have everything seismic rated, and the the roof was uh, was at had angles all around, and we had to figure out what the thirty degree angle was. And so I basically engineered a jig with three laser pointers to where my anchor points were gonna be. And then we just literally took that thing when, and it cut our install time by, um, by two thirds. I mean, we took only a third of the time that we had planned for the project. So it was, wow. it was amazing. So you talk like, you know, install a lot. So mm -hmm. now that you have to renew your CTS, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. would you ever think of going on and doing your CTSI? Um, so I wanted to, that was always a, a, a thing. Um, just never had the time to do it, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I want to do it before I lose the information that's in my head. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it was on the horizon. In fact, that was one of my lazy things was I was supposed to plan it where, all right, instead of doing all the renewal credits, I just get my CTSI that time and then go for the D the next, you know, iteration just so that I can, you know, that'll be my RUs, but, um, no, it never, it never worked out that way. I, uh, my, 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 my willpower is very purpose driven. Um, at the time, you know, we had to restructure and get everybody standardized. So CTS was my um, focus, which was actually very interesting. I had less than a year in the industry and I had to write a letter to say, Hey, you know, I, I grew up in the industry. Let me do this thing, which I didn't know anything about AV prior to, you know, working for my dad's company. And, um, yeah, they let me in and I passed it. Um, so it was, one of those like just ripped the band-aid off and um it was the year it messed me up because it was the year they switched it used to just be like everything in the av essentials was how they used to do the test and then they changed it luckily i'm a really good test taker and so i just found the pattern and what you know the way that they're asking the questions and so i was like all right obviously there is no pattern <laughs> <laughs> um you know it was well for me it was uh the year I took it, it was very customer um, uh, preference focused and uh, ambient light, you know, was the biggest topics that kept coming up. And that's where I was like, all right, let's gear my answers towards that. 
You know, you yeah. still had to know the information, but at least I knew what they were looking for. Well, you know what? There, everyone asks, like, for me from having the CTS, is there any way of studying it to make it easier? No, it's remembering the, the key words, the best answer. And I've yeah. had this conversation with Chuck. It's knowing what is the best answer. Like, you could look at those four multiple choice questions and go, no, that doesn't make sense. It couldn't be that easy. Don't doubt yourself. When it looks like it is the best answer, it knows that you are knowledgeable to know that that is the best answer out of it. Kelly, it's been great talking to you. I, I, I guess with the great weather that you're, you guys are having as well, and everyone at home, you're doing some fantastic barbecues as well, I'd say. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I got a new smoker right before this whole thing happened. And I've just been uh, smoking uh, food for like almost every day. So nice. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Ribs have never tasted so good. Um, we made uh for uh, St. Patty's Day. I gave my first shot at uh, um, corned beef and cabbage, and that one came out pretty good. I'm next year. I'm gonna do my own um, uh, uh what is that called? Uh, seasoning. Um, this one was store bought, and uh, everything came out perfect. The moistness and everything. It was the the seasoning that they used was a little too um, salty for my taste, but you know, it was, yeah, I've been, I've been hitting up everything I can. Um, uh, I, sometimes I just grow vegetables just cause it's, you know, it makes it soft and tasty. So it's amazing. <laughs> we have, we have a lot to learn, but like, have you been to Ireland yet? No, not yet. It's on, it's on one of my, uh, it's on my bucket list. It's, uh, so I, you know, like I, I'm a mix of a lot of ethnicities and then I have a very small, like little bit of Irish and it, it's, it's funny cause it's, you'll see it pop up in my, um, like my facial hair every once in a while, I'll get a random red thing and I was like, what is this? And my mom's like, oh, your great, great grandfather married an Irish woman. And I was like, really? Like, that's like a random piece of information. Cause at the time, um, Hawaii was still an independent nation, you know, of Hawaiians. And, um, you know, I was like, whoa, how do you meet her? It was like on his travels, he was going about, um, you know, meeting with, uh, um, other countries and their dignitaries and fell in love with this Irish woman. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, that, so, that works. Yeah, well, hopefully you get to Ireland and, and try some real Irish food then. <laughs> some yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm down to try it all. And it's, uh, you know, so like some people talk about like uh, the, the exotic stuff. I think, oh, what is it? Is it haggis that everybody talks about? Like the... Haggis, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I, I've tried it once. Nah, no. No? no. I mean, everything's always good to, to try. In Hawaii, we eat everything from like, uh, so I grew up with pig's feet, bird's nest uh shark fin uh fermented eggs um uh what is it called we eat tripe all the time um you know which is just intestines and everything so yeah it's and would you, would, your son, would you be able to put your son in front of all these type of things and would he eat them no all? we raised him with a very american palate um he <laughs> does not eat anything exotic it sounds like yeah. my kid, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like the funny thing is, like that he, you put a plate of food in front of him, and as soon as I sit down to eat, he wants everything mm -hmm. off my plate. You know, mm -hmm. but that's, that's the toddler in him. You know, he's. Yeah. You know, I'm still trying to get him to eat more veg, but you know, he's he's a meat eater. He he would get on well with you. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we 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 lucked out. My um my in laws live with us, and my uh um their kid 
loves to or their oldest loves to eat broccoli and so my kid all of a sudden was like i love broccoli <laughs> like oh heck yeah let's go yeah, let's keep that going yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great, great talking to you and, and take care and keep safe over there yeah yeah thanks justin it was a good time Dude. the all things techie podcast is a product of the extreme media network for advertising and sponsorship opportunities please visit www.extrememedia.ie that's x-t-r-e-m-e media.ie